Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Uh, let's start episode 244 of Ask Vidas and Usha podcast. This question was sent by John. And he wrote, uh, Dear Vidas, I improvise uh, at every service. I often improvise before the start of solemn mass, generally an improvised prelude uh, on the first hymn, and always at the offertory during the sensing of the altar. Um, the only times I do not improvise at the offertory are during the seasons of Advent and Lent. On Palm Sunday, I improvise on Stations of the Cross at the evening service. On Monday, Thursday, the organ is silent after the solemn procession until the Gloria at the Easter Vigil. Best wishes, John. So, Osha, this is, seems to be a comment about uh, when to improvise uh, during a service, right? Yes. Or, or yes. when to play the organ. Because, uh, yes, you can play repertoire. Don't You don't have to improvise. True, true. But you can. So, John uh, improvises uh, quite often, right, at every service. Um why do you think uh, on seasons of Advent and Lent it's not really appropriate to, to improvise for the offertory? Well, because in general, Catholic Church does not allow or does not recommend to 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 use you no know, pure instrumental music during Mass at Advent and at Lent. And of course, during the Holy Week, starting from Mount Mounting Thursday, the organ is shut down until the Eastern Sunday or Eastern Vigil. Uh, I think uh, this tradition is still alive in some places, uh, even in Lithuania, in, in smaller churches. Um, but it's not really, I think, uh, required to, to keep silent and not to play anything instrumental. Well, you can play instrumental, but it can be only accompaniment of the human voice. So usually during Advent and Lent in Catholic churches, you will sing more than in other times. Do you think that it would be a problem if one would improvise during that time? I think it might be a problem in some churches with some some conservative congregation and priests. Mm-hmm. So, so then, of course, communicate better if you want to do that during Lent and Advent in a conservative congregation. And yeah. I remember those times, you no, know, while working at very Catholic churches, and I remember that Advent and Lent was, especially Lent because it's longer than Advent, was a real challenge, you know, for organists because in Lithuania, often, you know, organist has to sing himself, so he's sort of like. Double, double man, both organist and cantor. And you no, know, all these, you know, seven weeks before Easter, when you have to play and to sing yourself at the same time, it's just you no know, exhausting. Um, yes, um, and uh, today, if anybody asks me to uh, play for the service in church, I would generally improvise. Uh, and I would only sing uh, uh, Sanctus part and Agnus Dei part uh, because they they have to be sung. 
sometimes Kyrie too. And the psalm, of course, yes. Psalm, Alleluia too, yes. But not, you know, introit and offertory and communion hymns. Uh, I would improvise during that time. And uh, people in our congregation at St. John's Church, they start to appreciate it. And at the, at the last time when I played it, it was um, on uh, June 24th, uh, when the feast of St. John the Baptist was. Uh, I was invited to play there, and I improvised all the time. And at the end, I played a fiery uh, sortie or, or a postlude, you know, and people started applauding like crazy afterwards. So it means that there is need for no organ music. Right. Because at that church, we only work as a university organist, not church organist. And we generally don't play at services unless they ask us you know, in advance, in addition to other things. So they have their own ensembles and maybe guitars and synthesizers, but they don't use uh, pipe organ too often. Yes, interesting. So that's, of course, the case with many Catholic churches. True, but, you know, I find it sort of peculiar because, like this, this for example, law of, you know, Advent and Lent, not having instrumental music, is so, sort of very Puritan-like, yes? Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you have so many Catholic churches that have, you know, pop music sounding all the time during Mass, and guitars, you know, playing, and people almost dancing near the altar. And I think it's sort of <laughs> big controversy, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, liturgically speaking, it's a nonsense. I know, I know. Because if you want to be conservative in everything, then you, you know you have to be you know conservative and consistent about everything. So I don't know how this you know sort of strict rules applies to modern you no know, pop music. Mm, they don't think about that relationship about this dichotomy too often. I think they they play and sing what what are pleasing to their ears, right? Especially for the youth. Uh, They think that if they played a lot of pop music, then more youth would come to the church. That's their argument. And if you would play traditional (laughs) hymns, let's say, and, and accompany those hymns with pipe organs and play organ music in addition to that of course people will leave the church yes Gregorian chant might kill you I'm just joking but but then don't you attract the wrong kind of people to the church that's right if you know the music is the only thing that attracts you then it's probably not, not, not your place in the church on the other hand, we would probably go to the church uh, which has high-quality musical tradition. True, true. Right? But that's a hard 
thing to find in Lithuania in yes. Catholic Church. But when we travel, for example, to other countries, it's always a pleasure to go to a church where is a, a high standard in music. But you know, in America, in Catholic churches, and some of that we attended, the music was very bad, actually. In Protestant churches, it's much better tradition. True, mm-hmm. true, that's true. Anglicans and you know, Lutherans, Presbyterians. Methodist. Right. Uh, so I think for everyone is different, you know, their tastes and everything. Uh, those young people also deserve to have their own, you know, music in church in church somewhere, but not necessarily in uh, in in the main service. You know, maybe you you have to have a youth service. You know some some place in the morning or in the evening that could be a solution don't you think yes it could be and leave the main uh, service the main mass for the uh, choir and uh, organ that's for catholics of that's course. right for uh, for other denominations it's also different so guys um don't be afraid to improvise on at the service. Uh, of course, don't don't go crazy on Advent and Lent. Uh, at least at first, you know when you unless you want that you would get kicked out of the church and lose your position. Right, but um, but if you are improvising. S- just let's say once during the service, during uh, the postlude, let's say, or a prelude, when just people are gathering or leaving, they're not really paying attention actually to the music. Then they are talking and communicating with each other and greeting and chatting. Then you are free to do what you want. That's a big uh, relief, don't you think, Osha? Yes, that's a good you know, way to learn to improvise. Publicly. Without too much stress. True, true. Okay, guys, this was Vidas. And Usha. Please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And remember, when you practice... Miracles happen.